Last week, there was a uh, story in the news. I'm sure some of you may have uh, heard it or read about it. It was uh, kind of an interesting story. New Jersey, uh, this was right, right. I guess, the day after the uh, snowstorm. Five, um, five high school freshmen were uh, they rescued these uh, two little kids, a brother and a sister, um, eight-year-old girl, four-year-old boy, who fell through the ice. Uh, in this pond, I think they were, they were all uh, sledding um, at this country club or a golf course at a country club. Uh, anyway, I, from, from what I could gather, these two little kids were with their uh, mom and dad, and the two kids are on, on a sled, and it starts to go down this hill, and it hits this uh, patch of ice, and it just kind of takes off, uh, shoots way ahead of where the parents were, uh, and it's out of control. Uh, it's like this r- runaway sled, and it careened off the the uh, this ridge, like this snowy ridge. And they, I think they then kind of go into the woods, and end up landing in this pond, ha- partially frozen pond. This eight-year-old and four-year-old, um, and I, I think they were. It's the stories that they were they were facing backwards. The whole thing, it had flipped around, so they're you know tearing through these woods. Can't even see where they're going. The parents were screaming, telling them to jump off. But you know, in the in the panic of it all, I guess they couldn't hear or whatever. Father jumped on a sled and tried to you know catch up to them. Uh, these teenagers, these five uh, teenage uh, boys, are uh, down at the foot of this pond, and they can hear the screams. And then all of a sudden, these two kids come cr- crashing through and land in this pond. Um, they jump in, uh, these high school kids. They jump in, and they pull these two kids to safety. So it's kind of a kind of a nice story, scary, but but a great story. Uh, it reminded me as I was reading it uh, of the scene in uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," when uh, George Bailey, he's a little kid, and he's uh, sl- sl- sleigh riding with his his little brother Harry, and exactly the same thing happens. He Harry slides. Uh, his sled goes onto this pond, and it goes into the water, and then uh, George jumps into the water and saves his, his little brother's life. Um, it was fresh on my mind, the, uh, the scene from the movie, because I saw the movie three weeks ago. Um, we decided to have a, a movie night, and we did it down at, over at the, uh, the rec center uh, at Miraculous Metal. And we just thought it would be uh, a nice night to uh, bring people together. Not too close, it's a big room, so we could kind of be distanced and do all that. It'd just be a good thing to do during these sort of heavy days, these kind of dark days. Um, Well, uh, our intentions were good, but it really ended up not being a great night. Um, It was, uh, the heat wasn't working right in the hall, so it was freezing. Uh, People were kind of shivering, and uh, there weren't a lot of people, only about, I think about 10 people showed up, so that was kind of lame. Uh, the acoustics in the hall were terrible. Uh, you couldn't really hear almost what was being said. So it was just, uh, oh, and it was uncomfortable. You know, you're, you're sitting on these beach chairs. So kind of like every part of it was just, all right, this just didn't really, didn't really work. I, 10 minutes into the movie and I'm thinking, I want to go home. And this was a, this was just kind of a bust. Uh, but then 20 minutes into the movie, um, I couldn't stop watching there was no way I was going to leave. The movie is just, it's so timeless, isn't it? Uh, I've seen it. I suspect most of us have. Um, 
for me though, it gets better every every time I see it. I think I see something else in it, and it kind of just touches me in a in a new great way. And I was thinking about it, like, what is it? What is it about that timeless movie? Because um, again, like I'm watching it, and I know the story. I've seen it. And all the stuff I just mentioned about that night, it's cold, I can't even really hear it, it's not very comfortable. But at the end of the movie, I'm, uh, I was wiping away tears from my eyes. It's just got that kind of a, a power. And I think it's probably, like, why is that? I mean, I think one is just very practical. It's an awesome movie. It's just a great, great movie. It's considered one of the, the great movies ever made, really. Uh, the story is so, so good and the cast. I mean, Jimmy Stewart is was like never better. Kind of add to it. That was his first movie after the war. He served in the war, saw a lot of combat. And they say, people who've written about the making of the movie, that he was very affected by the trauma and the, just the evil of war. Uh, and a lot of the other cast members who were now back from the service, this was a, similarly their first job back and they were struggling. They were struggling with what they'd witnessed, what had happened during that terrible experience of war. So they were very much affected and moved by the story. Um, just the characters. Mr. Potter, he's the evil, the wicked guy. He's like so bad. He's just, you can't believe how much, how hateable a guy he is. Lionel Barrymore played him. Uh, Donna Reed, she was uh, George, Jimmy Stewart's wife, I mean. I think I'd leave the priesthood for uh, for Donna Reed if she was ever interested in uh, running off with me because she uh, she's just uh, <laughs> she's just so beautiful, guys. If uh, Father Leo, Father Anthony, you can take the parishes and uh, I'm doing my thing. But uh, anyway, so that was just uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I guess, I mean, number one, it's just, it's just flat out a great movie for all those reasons. I don't think anybody would argue, but I think there's another reason. There's lots of great movies, lots of great stories, lots of great performances, but there's something about that one that just, I think, is, is apart from all the others. Um, the movie makes you weep, you know, or lots of us, at least at the end. And what is it? Um, and I think it's George. I think it's George Bailey. I think it's just the character. I think... We see ourselves in him, uh, his life, or aspects of it at times. Maybe we see, you know, something similar to ours. The questions that are asked, or I think that we ask ourselves, the questions that George Bailey was asking himself during a very difficult time in his life. Has my life mattered? Yes, your life has mattered. And do I matter? Yes, you do matter. Am I completely alone? No, you're not completely alone. Nobody's alone, and you do matter, and your life matters. Life isn't perfect. I mean, in the course of the two hours of the movie, you can see in, in his life, it wasn't always easy. It wasn't always fair what happened to him. He had dreams that he kind of would never really, some of them never fully, never happened. Stuff, things he wanted to do, he wanted to get out of, Bedford Falls and just things life got in the way so he he never quite got what he wanted even though he did have a he had a great life you know great family but he went through this very dark period 
I think it's just the period he went through in the movie is described, I think, in this first reading from Isaiah. 2,700 years ago, and what's being described is what happened to this character in this movie. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. The land of gloom. George Bailey spent time in the land of gloom and then started to ask all those questions. And he panicked. The land of gloom. I mean, 2020, this last year has been more than a little gloomy for more than a few of us. Almost everybody in some respects, right? It's ironic, though, because that quote, that quote about walking in darkness and this great light. This great light will rescue them from the land of gloom. But you know what I think happens a lot of times in life when we're trapped in the land of gloom? We, become, we don't get blinded by the, the true light. We get overwhelmed by darkness. And we begin to believe it. We begin to believe this is my life. This is maybe the, the, the extent of my life. No, it's not. And that's not me just saying it to be, you know, Mr. Positive. It's, but this, it's what this f feast is about. It's what we celebrate. That movie was about second chances. That movie was about hope. George barely got a second chance, and so do we. Couple, a couple of verses down, I love these words even more. Same reading, 20, 2,700 years ago. And these words are as true today as they were then. A child has been born to us. So if you're stuck, and when you're stuck in that land of gloom, when you're George Bailey, look out for this child. It says a child has been born to us, and they call him Wonder Counselor, God Hero. Because of this God Hero, we survive the gloom. The gloom doesn't do us in. If you believe it, because that's what this night is about. That's what tomorrow is about. That's what this whole faith of ours is about. Yeah, life can be and is unfair, and days can be gloomy, of course. But it's never that bad. There's always hope, because God came to the rescue. But it's easy to forget that, isn't it? It's easy to just lose sight of that. We miss it. We miss God at our, in our lives. We miss God at work, working in our lives. And it's not, it's not, rarely is it miracle stuff. Rarely is it, you know, lightning bolts and voices from the heavens. More often, I think, it's the people in our lives who reflect God's love, whose God's grace works through those people. You saw it in the movie. He saved his little brother's life. And because he saved his little, brother's, his little brother's life, his little brother lived and went to war and then saved the lives of, of his fellow soldiers. He, won, he wins the Medal of Honor. That never happens if this guy doesn't save his life as a kid. That's God at work through all of that. It, it seems to me, you know, I had, uh, I was hanging out with my, my brother a couple of weeks ago. We were watching uh, a college football game, and uh, my two nephews were there too. And 
I was kind of watching the game. My brother was a little more focused on it than I, but I got distracted by my brother because he's so, man, he knows football so. He was just seeing stuff that I didn't even see. Just his knowledge of the game is like so clear. Same with my nephews. And it's not like I don't know football. I mean, I know, I know football, but there were just things that, that he could see and pick up on that the guy couldn't. For some, it's that. For some, it's, a, it's just watching a game, loving a sport, and you get it. You recognize it. But it's not just that. It could be lots of things. I think of you guys, the musicians, people who are just, you know, who God has just flat out gifted with the ability to, to sing and to play and just kind of combine these, these beautiful realities. You know, you guys, I, you know, sometimes I, I almost overhear you talking when you're kind of prepping stuff and like you just, you hear stuff, you recognize stuff in music that the rest of us are sort of like, yeah, like we don't quite get it. We hear it, we love it, we appreciate it, but we don't really kind of like instinctively it doesn't come to us. We miss these things. Maybe it's somebody who can read a poem and pull so much out of it. Well, you go to an art gallery and you're looking at a painting and most of us walk by and are like, oh, that's kind of nice. And this one person stops and they see everything in it. And I just think that's the way God graces us. That final scene in that movie. It's like, tell me God wasn't a part of the, the making of that scene. Because it just touches everybody's heart and soul. But we can miss it. And part of what this great holiday tells us is that God is so close I think sometimes we like we look over we're looking in the distance thinking we're gonna we're gonna that's where God is to be found he's so much closer catch him find him recognize him man man this year don't we need it more than ever man don't we need God in our lives are we just maybe reminded of it more than ever in the maybe since March having struggles that like none of us have maybe ever experienced before, the lack of certainty. Like I'm so tired of just not being able to plan stuff, not knowing if, you know, this thing we'd like to do, we're going to be able to do because we don't know what a month from now is going to look like. Weddings that got postponed, graduations that kind of almost didn't even really happen, funerals that didn't really happen. These have, this has been a gloomy year, but there's always hope. Man, and tonight is the reminder of it. God does not leave us alone. You know, the, that story about the, uh, in, the, in, in Jersey about those kids, I was reading about it, and they said that uh, when those two little kids went into the water, the older kids, they just formed this human chain. One kid jumped in first and he made his way to the kids and then three or four more of these teenagers followed in and they just kind of linked arms. And they were rescued. I mean, that's, that's what God did for us. That's why being here matters so much. That's why trying to survive through the land of gloom without faith is crazy. Good luck. It's tough enough with faith to do it and not really know who Jesus is and to not really have a relationship with him. So they form this human chain in this little pond in New Jersey. And maybe they said this, take my hand. Take it. I've got you. 
I won't let you go. Maybe they said it, but you know who I know said it? God says it. And his son says it. Because he's so close. I've got you. I won't let you go. This God hero. Take his hand.